0: Greetings from the Long Island Sound Podcast. Welcome to the show. Please rate, review, and comment on the show. And call our listener line and leave a message for our guests. Dial 631-800-3579. All right. Enjoy the show. Thanks for joining us for the Long Island Sound Podcast. Each week, we explore new music and dive deeper with the artists and their stories behind the music. Please subscribe and rate and review us wherever you stream this podcast. Here's your host, Steve Yusko. What an interesting and intriguing conversation I had with Paul David Stinko. He's from the Midwest, from the land of Prince. He has very interesting and eclectic music, and we learn a bunch about how he pulls it all together. Let's take a listen to his song, Superhuman. Today we travel west to the great state of Minnesota. Paul David Stanco is a multi-instrumentalist and vocalist, churning out songs from his home studio. I look forward to exploring his influences as we get to know the artist behind the music. Hey, welcome to the Long Island Sound, Paul David. How you doing?
1: I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for having me today, I appreciate the opportunity to share about myself
0: and my music. Hey, glad to have you. Hey, you're my first guest. In the way out Midwest, Minnesota. And I actually used to have a cousin who had a steer farm in Sleepy Eye, Minnesota. So it brings. Sure. You know it? Yeah.
1: I actually, uh, uh, my day job, I work for a food service management company and we do the food service for Sleepy Eye. So I do know it.
0: All right. It was one of those, for me, it was one of the, I was like seven years old. So traveling across country in a station wagon. Uh, we sure. have vehicles called station wagons for those listening, and it was both <laughs> an adventure and it scared the shit out of me with the hogs and the steers. And we can go into that in another episode. But yeah, oh, I bet, I bet. Good, good to have you. Um, so let's start this way. Let's kind of roll into um, your uh, how you found music or how music found you uh, early in your sure. life, and then let's kind of branch off from there and talk about uh, the music that are. Uh, audience just heard coming into the program, and uh, let's see where uh, the conversation takes us.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. Well, music has always been around me. Um, my grandparents, my grandmother, specifically on my dad's side, uh, was was his mom was incredibly musical, played the organ all by ear, uh, mm-hmm. and my grandfather ran an organ club back in the 70s, and so we would get dragged off to these organ recitals, and so that <laughs> part of Music was around and just the the theatrics and the showmanship was there. And then my dad was a huge fan of swing music from the 1940s. He Uh loved his big band. So uh, there's a big influence on my music of horn sections, um, of that big band feel, that big band sound. Um, And then my mom on the opposite side was more of a Carpenter's Captain and Tennille sort of thing. So I had this really easy listening 70s vibe going on growing up. Uh, and I really – I'm the oldest of, of our, our t- the two kids and so I didn't have that older influence of what we now call classic rock uh, that didn't really come in um, to my life until I was more into into high school. So a very heavy dose of that easy listening stuff gave me the, the breadth of sound, that more jazz focus of the big bands, allowed me to um, have a depth of uh, musical colors when I paint. Mm-hmm. I. I Sometimes we'll do basic chords A C G, but a lot of times there's the seven and the nine to give it that lush uh, texture and color that I just I grew up with and I just absolutely loved doing it. Um, yeah. Then I went into high school. I got into music and choirs and in bands, uh, playing instruments. Musical theater is a big influence in myself. I acted a lot in high school, mm-hmm. um, and in fact, to this day I still do musical theater uh, drumming. And in fact, I'm doing a show uh, this month, um, Striking Twelve, which uh, is a pretty cool take on the Little Match Girl. Um, so I keep doing that and keeps, that keeps my reading chops up. That keeps my percussion chops up. Um, because drums are my main instrument. So I went to college and got a degree in percussion performance. I was going to be a classical marimbist. And if anyone doesn't know what a marimba is, it's like a, a bass xylophone, a beautiful sound, beautiful texture. Mm. Uh, but I was 21 and I had a purple Mohawk and that just didn't (laughs) seem to be, uh, where things were going to lead me. And, um, So music has always been part of my life, but it wasn't really uh, the way the main way to make my bread and butter But I always was performing in churches in theaters. Um, I have had a couple of uh, bands I play a lot with my friends uh, who need a drummer uh, But really just kept that spark that muse going then we came to the pandemic and the world shut down and my Mm -hmm. day job furloughed me and I had this music software then I have been sitting on my computer for a while. I had done just a few little things with it and I decided while well, I had all this free time, I was going to really dig in and learn how to do home recording. And So uh, everything that you're going to hear today other than uh, Superhuman, which I recorded with uh, in an in a s- actual studio, is all been recorded here at home. I'm playing 90% of the instruments. I have a guitar player who uh, does the guitar parts for me uh, who is way better than I am. I could play guitar but it's not that right. pretty. Uh, So really digging in and and investing when I had that free time uh, reignited that passion to share the music that I've created with the world.
0: You know, know, it's interesting. As I was listening to your music and looking at your influences, what really struck me is exactly what you said as far as the influences of Broadway and shows and swing and, and what have you. Um, I recognize that in in the sound of your voice and your vocals on your on your music. So that brings me to the question: uh, How did you? It's hard. How did you find your voice uh, in music? Like, how did yeah. you come to putting the different flavors together to what you're, you've just put down on tracks?
1: Yeah. So great question. You know. Um, each person that writes and creates music does so obviously with their own voice and from their own pattern and process. I have um, it, it may sound like a rich uh, radio voice right now, but it's not. It's kind of thin. It's not the. It's not your Janis Joplin. It's not your um, Barbara Streisand. It's not your Prince. You know, it's not that kind of color. It's a very Broadway color. Um, My husband referred to it as a church music sound. Um, So it's very pure. Um, Because of theater, because of choral music, I also uh, learned to enunciate. So a lot Mm -hmm. of times in my – and that kind of gives it a Broadway flair because as you're performing in a show, you want the audience to understand what you're saying. And that kind of is ingrained in who I am. So that part of – that colors some of my texture. Uh, I have to learn how to slur – and, and do things differently. Like for example, when I was recording Superhuman, and uh, uh, I recorded that with uh, Matt Fink, who is Dr. Fink of Prince in the Revolution, we were in the studio recording a certain line. If you need a beer, it's in the kitchen. And he was very specific in what he wanted to achieve with that sound. And so I had to say kitchen. I had to, I had to change the way I pronounce things because <laughs> right. I'm so, I was so was so articulate and so precise that it wasn't funky. It was just this white boy doing some <laughs> some music. So, but. As I do myself, um, sometimes I play with sound. Sometimes I play with uh, you know, uh, the way I pronounce things uh, because I do want it to be a little bit more accessible. It, but it will always have that Broadway flair. I take a lot of time in writing my lyrics. I'm very specific in my choices. Um, I give a lot of thought to to what I put down and how I say it. Um, and so I want people to understand the words. Uh, sure. So that's that, – that. but that colors my tone. That colors how I present music. And then you throw in a years of show choir – and you've got – a lot of these songs have choirs of 28 Paul Davids behind you uh, right. singing all these these layers and levels because that gives the color and the texture and so that, that depth of sound uh, is really important to who I am. And Some of it – if you remember Yes, the group sure. Yes, uh, they had this song called Leave It back in the uh, 1970s, uh, which is a really great, really great song and they released an acapella version on the B side of their single uh, of Leave It that was just the drums. And the voices. And I absolutely played that on repeat. In fact, it's still in my my, my iPhone uh, on as one of the cycle things. But I love that, that, that rock sound with that kind of queen, kind of yes, kind of sticks. All have those thick vocals. Um, mm-hmm. And I really love to emulate that. So that's part of my sound. It's part of how I create music is I'm always going to start simple. But then I'm going to layer in those vocals. I'm going to layer in that texture because that – is kind of a progressive classic rock kind of sound. And I am a child of the seventies and eighties. So most everything I write is, is specifically influenced by the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I had a great time. And so that's <laughs> always going to find its way uh, through the music. Uh, it just, it just is there. So that's kind of the, the process uh, all those elements came together. And I definitely now, as I'm recording and releasing, it's always has that thick vocal texture. That's a part of my sound and, um, and that kind of, in my mind, makes up for the thinness of my voice because I'm going to give you, you know, 28. To, to, I have one track that's coming out I'm working on called Affirmation that literally has 90 tracks of vocals. Wow. It, it starts from a single line and builds to the end as a chant that builds over seven uh, choruses to 90 voices thick. Freaking amazing. Yeah, it's very fun.
0: Now, it's, it's interesting, uh, Paul, David, about the layering you just spoke about and finding your voice, I just did this episode with this great guy. I found him on Facebook. It's called Rock Voices, and he actually does choirs. Uh, started ten years ago that do just rock music. In fact, when you were talking when cool. you were talking about Queen, they they did the the Queen song. Uh, I need somebody to love, and it was. I mean, I, I'm getting the chills now just talking about it because there's something about layering and harmonies that really emotes some great spirit about things. And uh, to use that as an element in music, I think, is is a really great thing. And I'm doing a shameless plug. It's very cool. I'm doing a shameless plug for a previous episode because that's what I <laughs> I'm sorry. That's what I do. Yeah, you're allowed, man. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, it's like my... Yeah. my, my we're, Interesting.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was say interesting. I played a show for the with the Twin City Gay Men's Chorus about three years ago, right pre-pandemic. Oh, cool. uh-huh. uh, it was all the music of Queen, where we had a full live rock band and a full 180 voice uh, men's chorus. Uh, we did Bohemian Rhapsody. We did crazy little thing called Love. We did um, different kind of magic. We did. I mean, it's just, uh, the whole gamut was such a fun show to do uh, and have that giant choral sound. Uh, with this music that I grew up with was just, I mean, go- to your point, goosebumps. It was just very, very cool. All right, so now you
0: got to tell me the secret. How do you get a group of guys like that to actually all agree to do the same thing? Do you have one guy up front that takes total charge or what? Yeah,
1: actually, yes. Um, the interesting thing is uh, the, at the time was uh, a gentleman I worked with at, at the church I worked uh-huh. for. Um, he was the music director for the group. And uh, and the Game Course decides their repertoire by committee. So uh-huh. uh, it's just this is what we're doing and there you go. Uh, and of course, being that it was a gayman's course there there's a, it was a lot of camp and humor <laughs> involved in it as well. Right. So it was a really fun, fun show. Uh, Absolutely fun. That's, Great
0: show to drum for. I'll tell you, it's it's something about music and community. And I keep talking about this, how uh, even after the pandemic, how um, I think music, honestly, and I heard this from a friend of mine, you know, I said, "What do you do this? He goes, my music heals the world. And, I, and at first I'm like, God, oh, come on. And then all of a sudden I'm like, you know what? You're freaking right. And it really does. And it really can draw us together and and heal uh, the great divide uh, that we all we all see in this country. So um, I think that's one of the cures, so to speak.
1: Well, what's interesting about music, to your point, you know, it it crosses boundaries. It crosses uh, ethnicities. It crosses countries. It crosses uh, gender, gender identity. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear something that inspires you. Um, and it, and to the point it can heal the world. And that's kind of, uh, you know, a lot of what I'm writing, uh, is very positive music. You know, I, I did a, my first CD I did back in 1997 and it was, wow, uh, woe is me. Holy cow. Yeah. You're like old. five. Oh yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I, you're sweet. I was a lot older than that. Uh, you know, and it was all, it was all that bad, you know, all those emotions that I had that I was going through a breakup and, yeah. and you know it was a cathartic experience but you know that music isn't going to carry forward it isn't timeless it, it, there's a couple of good tunes on there um, I got one called Love Rain Down that's pretty that, that's okay it was a bad day at work that actually inspired <laughs> that one but the music that I'm writing now I'm choosing to do positivity I'm choosing to make things happy I'm choosing to, uh, to write things that empower mm-hmm. uh, it's always about uh, from a lyric standpoint of changing the way you're, you're, you are. Um, you know the the song I wrote called "We Can Be Free." Uh, literally was written as uh, the the protests around the George Floyd murder were happening here in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and the Arby's that I helped open when I was 16 years old, my first job, uh, burned to the ground. I was watching this wow. building that I had had part of my history. Um, the target that was raided was the, the target that my grandmother used to go to. She lived in that neighborhood. Um, to watch that just be burned to ashes. Uh, you know, I, I there would need to be a better way, and uh, I believe there's a better way. I believe there's a more excellent way, mm-hmm. and so we can be free. Is all about if you change your mind, if you don't see things the way people want you to see them, you can you can make a better world. You know, we 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 really have to choose to embrace that positivity, um, and and. As music does, it shows us that there's more in common with each other than there are differences with each other. Yeah. You know, I think that's an important part of music, and it, it can do that, and it can do it in a way that isn't threatening. Because if I stood on a, a podium and told you that, you'd be like, yeah, it's whatever, it's not there. But if you're dancing it and you're living it in your body, you're incorporating that message into who you are. I think that's a powerful way to change the right.
0: world. Right? You know, and and conversely, you know, I was thinking about when you write when you're younger, and we write. Uh, emotional songs about angst and lament, you know, the blues and what have you, it does make a connection, because I think with the audience, at least for me, I can only speak for myself, is wow, Mm -hmm. someone's going through something I'm feeling right now that I probably can't emote as well in music, but then like any lament, um, even like in a psalm where it starts out, hey, Lord, you know, things are crap, but I still look. But they usually end up with... um, Hey, I still look to you and you're still solid. <laughs> and, and that's, well,
1: and those, thing. yeah, those, those emotions are really important and, and please hear that I have a collection. I mean, pretty hate machine, nine inch nails, man, that got me through some stuff, <laughs> you know, uh, Alanis Morris said, uh, jagged little pill got me through some stuff. And so that's an important part of it. I just realized there's a lot of that already out there. So what I want to do is, is I create my art is I want to take the other side. I want to give the inspiration I want to give. Okay. So what happens after the fall? Okay. We all have the fall. We all go through crap. hundred percent. What do you do with that? And that's the part where I don't think there's a ton. There's some, and I want to add to that catalog. I want to do, um, you know, trust me, I still got songs in, in in the hopper that are you know uh, what i haven't finished from i keep this this book of lyrics uh that from uh just any good lines there's one called shit or get off the pot i mean that's definitely not moving forward that's about getting your act together uh i've not chosen to finish that and probably that will not see the light of day but still a great line
0: yeah so hey let's do this when we came into the program our audience heard superhuman tell me a little bit about that and then i'd like to jump in uh, and talk about the next song. So tell me a little bit about Superhuman, how that came to be. Sure. And, uh, I never asked my artists to explain the song, but I'm interested on how you came about creating it. All right.
1: Well, the song is what it is for everyone, you know, as, as every artist will say. But um, I was in the mood to create something, and I, uh, this was back in 2013, so it's, it's uh, almost 10 years old. Um, I have grew up here in Minneapolis and was a huge Prince fan. Sure, uh, and that that's a very, very cool thing and um you know, my husband and I listened to a very eclectic sort of music and he got me to this artist called Robin okay. uh, who's from uh, Europe and does some cool things uh and I liked that sound and that led me to a group called the Teddy Bears, which is one of some of her backup band is that group, and she works with them, but it's a very uh, kind of a high bop, kind of a B-52Z, mm-hmm. uh, but with electronica instruments. I thought, well, it'd be really cool to write a song like that. And as I mentioned earlier, a lot of my color songs have nines and sevens in and it's very jazzy. I wanted to to give myself an exercise and write a confection, something that truly has uh, three chords uh, and I didn't do so well because there's a whole bridge section that's a bossa nova that's got the sevens and nines, but but the basic structure <laughs> has those three chords, you know. Uh, and I wanted to keep it very simple and write something that was sort of a kitschy, fun, uh, energetic, entertaining kind of a B fifty two Z thing meets the electronica uh, sounds okay. uh, of of the Robin and the and the teddy bear. So I I kinda created the lyrics and you know it's it's sort of boisterous, I'm superhuman is sort of a, a, a proclamation, but again positivity. Sure. Um you know I, I actually reached out to Fred Schneider and asked him if he would be interested in the song for his catalog. I got a follow back on SoundCloud, but he declined to uh, record it. So it ended up being myself and some good friends of mine. We had, uh, we had done some musical theater. So a lot of the horn players are, are from people that I've worked with in musical theater, mm-hmm. as well as my background singers. Uh, we did a show in 2007-ish called uh, The Great American Trailer Park Musical, okay. which is freaking hysterical. Uh, and the three women had a trio uh, that sang a lot of this musical. They were like the chorus, the Greek chorus in the okay. show. And so I pulled them in to record with me. Uh, and so we did the really fun backing vocals. I took some of the uh, the kitschy ideas um, from B-52s and my husband did some of the voices. Uh, Matt Fink uh, did the voice of uh, Bella Lugosi oh, in there nice. uh, as well as the keyboard solo. Um, but it was just a, a, an amazing – a uh, bucket list item to work with someone who worked with Prince, and to go into his studio and see the the platinum records on the wall yeah. of all these 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 albums I grew up with around the world in a day, Purple Rain, you know uh, Parade. I mean, just an amazing eclectic eclectic mix of music that was foundational to who I was. Sure. Here's this guy that I've watched in music videos, um, just. And he's the nicest guy in the world. I mean, we, we at one point we shared a salad over his, his table, you know, and just had conversations. And uh, it was really fun to hear the stories of what really happened. Um, this is before a lot of the stuff after Prince died came out and really talked about his generosity, talked about his, his personality. Um, and so get, getting to hear the stories one on one was a very cool experience. In addition, it's the same time that Prince was getting his group Third Eye Girl up and going, and Matt had a side band called the Purple Experience, which was a cover band. okay. And um Prince liked to play practical jokes. He liked to poke the bear. And at one point, he would you know, he kept it all incognito, but he was posting on Facebook uh, about third eye girl and and he made some comment about, whether um, third eye girl is gonna get sued for doing Prince music or if Matt Fink and the purple experience were gonna get sued <laughs> and Matt's like that's Prince he's just he's just doing it to poke the bed, <laughs> you know and that was kind of cool to be there as that was happening and be part of that experience but to work with someone who has uh, such a great music musical gift um, a great spirit uh, nurturing soul uh, and to bring something that was in my head to life like that was really just an amazing amazing experience I love it I still listen to it today. Uh, it's catchy, it's funky, it's funny, um, it's dry, there's humor always all the way through it. A um, couple of words if you actually look them up, you know, soporific is a word, Sodorific is a word. Well, I'm, definitely, I'm uh, definitely
0: putting those in the chapter marks because we're all about education and educating me is, is the prime source here, so... <laughs>
1: Well, and, and the funny part is, it, it when you hear them in context, you know uh, the, the the lines make sense, but they sound nonsensical, and that was kind of what I was going for that that juxtaposition of humor and art. Uh, so it, there is a depth to it, uh, but then of course, you're, if, if you need a beer, it's in the kitchen. It's just a great line. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, That's great. Hey, listen, it's actually, where the beer is. So if you need one, <laughs> you're welcome. It's out in the fridge.
0: Hey, listen, let's switch gears for a moment. You did touch upon. Yeah. Uh, The song, We Can Be Free. Let's talk a little bit about that, and then I want to jump into that song, and uh, I'm sure the audience at this point, they want to hear more about what you've got, because this is so interesting to me.
1: Yeah, so this is one of the songs that um, started out as I was learning my digital audio workstation, Mm -hmm. and it all came about really around the time of the George Floyd riots, and uh, uh, the riots uh, for his murder, and it's important, I'm a very spiritual person, and, and as I do my journey. Uh, I mean, I work for churches, but I have a much more deep spirituality and I know that there's more than, um, we, we believe there's more than we've been taught. There's more than we see. We're all connected. We're all one. And if we really understood that and changed our mind, uh, we can change the world. And so that's the basis. And I I was looking at the political landscape and there were, um, you know, there's see that clown behind the curtain may refer to someone specifically.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, it may not. Right. Uh, I'll just leave that there. Uh, And I I just was looking at that and and seeing that you know we have to put aside our political differences. We have to put aside those things that are separating us, and rethink how we we live life. And and if we do, we can be free. We can free our minds. You know, we can uh, have a new thought, and that new thought will change the world. I I use the line, you know, we are part of the revolution. Uh, You know we're part of the change where we need to be the change we want to sure. see. And that's really the, the background for the, the text in there. The song itself, it's sort of, um, an eighties groove. It's sort of the groove for mountains, uh, layered in with, I have a drum called an Udu, which is oh, a sure. uh, African clay pot. And I ran that through uh, a processor. And so I, it, the, if you hear it, from a distance. It's a very soft instrument. But when you mic that thing and give the resonance to it, it's a gorgeous sound. And it's a deep thum that you really can't get uh, anywhere else. So I recorded that and threw it into a, a loop. So as the song progresses, it it there's depth to the the udu groove uh, joins with the uh, mountains groove for lack of a better word. And it's not the same groove. It's a completely different groove, mm. but it reminds me of that. So I'm just going to no, no copyrights there. I checked. I made sure. Um, but you throw that with it in a, a cool, fun, jazzy bass line. And then uh, one of the guys who played with me on the Queen show, who I met through musical theater, Alex Mayers, is uh, a phenomenal guitar player. And he does 90% of my guitar work. Um, and he's just a monster player. And so we really took this song and we had just – finished the Queen show a few years back, and so that was in our minds, Mm -hmm. and as I'm layering these vocals, it's reminiscent of Bohemian Rhapsody, Uh, so uh, my instructions with him, we kind of co-wrote this, is he has the the guitar line that comments back on the uh, vocal line, so it's kind of like two players doing a little dance, and then it definitely has that Brian May Queen sound, and you get to the end, and it's just this stack of guitar parts, this stack of vocal parts. Um, that just are a monster. And that's all about we can be free. All right. could be free to change listen, our minds, change the world. You've
0: set a high expectation. So let's do this. Let's <laughs> let's let's jump let's jump in the song and then we'll regroup uh, after everyone gets uh, to hear it. So I look forward to it. Let's listen to We Can Be Free we'll be right back after the song.
2: me to be, things are, are not what they seem to be, recognizing this will set us free.
0: So, uh, Paul David, that was a really great song. I really appreciate you Thanks. giving us um, the nuances and influences in the song. That's what I love about talking to singer, uh, uh, singer songwriters, and and the things that we may not realize that are really uh, uh, put into taking all these different uh, ingredients to create a, a song. And, and your thoughts behind. So, I really appreciate that. One of the things that that struck me about Being the Change, right, I'm just going to tell you a little story. I was in Charleston, South Carolina uh, with my wife, and we went on this Gullah tour. Gullah is actually a British Creole, right? And this black gentleman gave a phenomenal tour of Charleston, which is Charleston, South Carolina, great city. Mm -hmm. You may recall that uh, at the AME church, there was a guy who came in and and, uh, shot up a bunch of people in the church. Yep. And this gentleman told – and this line um, – the hair's raising on my arms right now. It's had a couple of lines that really struck to my heart. And he said, you know, this guy came in here uh, planning to create a race riot. He said the thing he didn't realize is we're all interrelated down here. Yep. And that kind of hung with me in that if we're going to be the change – our influence should be, hey, you know what? You're my brother. You're my sister. We're humans. We're all created in the same image. And we have to remind each other and ourselves, especially when we look at other, uh, put that in quotes, uh, which I think leads us down a dangerous road. So um, anyway, I was, I was kind of struck by what you were saying about being uh, you know,
1: you free. You that's Absolutely true. And in in the song, I, I've given you the key. Uh, forgiveness, unity, courage, kindness mm-hmm. are the key. And there's also a hidden message there for anyone who likes to dig and find hidden things. But but it really is. It's about forgiveness. It's about unity, about getting together. You know, the courage to make the change and the kindness to one another. And, and you know, having that compassion and that forgiveness is, is key. And, you know, uh, the more people that remember that, um, there will always be those that are trying to instigate – that uh violence out of their own insecurity sure and if, if we can retain that those key principles um, it can change the world
0: right so if you look you look at the violence and speech and we're in we're in the political season right now and you can see it left and right and, and, <laughs> we and we're aghast of uh how people comment uh it's almost like a, a i'm gonna shock in order to uh get on the news <laughs> you know so you know you're happy to talk about me no matter what the hell i say but i think the mm-hmm. the opposite side of the coin is the conversation we have with music to bring back that kindness is is key to, to healing the world and circles back to how music can heal the world it really it really yeah amen it, absolutely it really can absolutely so um what are we going to talk about next refresh my memory
1: we're going to talk about sunshine after the rain all right
0: tell me about that
1: yeah, so um, this is this is uh, a song I wrote for my husband. Um, you know, uh, I had met him getting out of a bad relationship, mm-hmm. uh, The Rain, and uh, we came up with nicknames way back in the day. And this is <laughs> – we're on our 16th anniversary Congratulations. this year. So, um, thank you. Thank you. And he his nickname for me – or my nickname for him was Sunshine. Okay. And so um, he had been – chiding me that I'm writing all this music for everyone else in the world, but where's his song? Where's his song? Right. So, uh, one day I decided I was going to finally, it just, the inspiration struck. And, you know, everyone writes music a different way. Um, Mm. for me, this, uh, chord progression was based on, we talked about Robin a little bit. She has a song called Honey. Okay. Um, and I was just, uh, playing around with those chords, um, because I was, I was trying to figure out a new, direction i was going to musically and i kind of liked it and then i took it in a completely different way and there's this really bizarre descending minor um pre-chorus section that just was like that's cool i'm going to keep doing that Mm -hmm. um and then i I started throwing it together Uh, i was playing in my uh station so there's a couple of loops and then i put live percussion over it almost everything i have has myself playing all the percussion Well, almost all the instruments but right I'll use loops in in a capacity, but then I'll loop live percussion over. Sometimes the loops come out. Sometimes they stay in or they just become very soft in the mix depending for a texture thing Mm -hmm. because I just like – I like the different texture. Um, but, you know, an interesting thing where well, this is the 42nd episode, um, I'm a big fan of Douglas Adams and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Okay. And if you're not familiar with that, um, there's this scene where uh, this alien race wants to know the answer to life, the universe and everything. So they build this giant computer that takes 600 million years to com- to calculate. And when they finally get the answer, the answer to life, the universe and everything is 42 Uh, And then the humor is I don't think you asked the right question. Um, (laughs) So in this song, I I talk about, you know, uh, positioning my relationship um, with my husband as you know, he's the prize in my cereal box. Um, He's the center of my Tootsie Pop. Uh, He's the answer. He's the question to the answer 42, you know, to try to bring that humor into it. So there's definitely humor. And what a really interesting thing in this song is. As I mentioned, I work in food service and uh, we had a major department store here in the Twin Cities where I used to run the restaurants and this department store closed. Mm. Uh, Marshall Fields was the name, uh, which was bought out by Macy's and uh, the downtown demographics just went to crap downtown Minneapolis and they ended up closing our flagship store and this restaurant, the Oak Grill, um, which I managed – uh, was closing. And so we only took reservations over the restaurant.com. We couldn't do anything on the phone because we couldn't handle the volume. It was like Christmas for three months. Wow. Everybody who'd never shopped there and ever ate there suddenly came down and it was all these memories and it was lovely. Mm. But this woman called and left a voicemail, a, in her opinion, a scathing voicemail, mm-hmm. um, Uh, about how she couldn't use a computer. She doesn't have a computer, and she uh, said, "You know, God bless America is one of the things she said. Um, I actually recorded that audio, and that's another one of my songs, which people can find on my website, called Karen Wants a Reservation. (laughs) I took that audio and turned it into an entire song. Uh, But I took that part, God bless America, and that's the commentary every time I have these pre-chorus little cheesy things. She comes in and says, God bless America. Like, what the heck are you doing? So that's really a fun piece. But again, it's another – Uh, layered song uh, layered sounds Um, I this time took the 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 background vocals and ran them through a processor to really condense them down and make them very uh computer sounding, but they're all me and they're actually a full thick vocal. But it's a, just a fun little quippy song honoring a relationship of 16 years. You know, it's not – that old love isn't the same as new love. Right. Both are great. But as time goes on, you know, as we live our lives together and we've, we've both experienced loss in our families, loss of pets, uh, changes in jobs, uh, you know, it, it just lo- – it matures like fine wine. And that's really what I wanted to honor my husband with and, and all long-term relationships with something that looks at love – Many many years down the road, and that's really sunshine after the rain.
0: And coincidentally, this is the forty second episode of the Long Island Sound. So there's something there. Just there you go. Just saying.
1: Yeah, it's kismet,
0: (laughs) destiny. Hey, let's listen to "Sunshine After the Rain." We'll be right back after the song. Check it out, everyone.
2: Should we have seen this? Should we have known? Should we have known? Of all the planets in your orbit, could you feel my draw? Feel my drone? Was it you that found me? Or the other way around? That first date, there wasn't a date. I don't know what you saw. You're the prize in my cereal box. You're the center of my tootsie pop. Now we have been together for quite some time. Quite some time. All the changes we've gone through in our shared life only cause me to love you. Today than yesterday, and all, and all the days before. You're the surf on a perfect day. You're all those things I shouldn't say. You are my sunshine, After the rain. my only sunshine. After the rain. Your smile is over. smile of that smile and that mischievous sparkle that lives in your eyes lives in your eyes when I'm with you I'm happy
0: we're back with Paul David Stanko. It's not Stanko. I've just been corrected offline, so uh, there we go. It's all
1: good. (laughs) It's all good. So yeah, Steve, it's a really funny thing about that song. So um, when I originally had written it, I had a line in there, and I was going to surprise my husband with it, but I I couldn't wait. I was so excited to share it. And I had this great rhyme, um, you're the hook from a killer song, and I was like, what? what rhymes a song? And the only thing i come up with was you're a hit for my favorite bong. <laughs> and he's like, get that out of there. We don't smoke pot. So on, on my, uh, new single artist prayer, I actually released the alternate version where there's a different chorus. And I put back in that line because I think it cracks me up every time I hear yeah. it.
0: So and, you want to, you want to catch, yeah, I mean, you want to catch the edgy market, you know, it's okay. Exactly. I mean, you know, so that would th- play that, in, that would play in New York very well. <laughs> <laughs> and it does well
1: on the gay charts as well. The alt version is doing better than the actual release. Nice. So I don't know. Nice.
0: That's that's great. Oh, man. That's, I tell you, I, I really appreciate you being on the program. I'm learning so much, especially about uh, the way you're putting these in, ingredients together in the song. So thanks for elaborating on that. I think it really helps oh, us. my pleasure. And it influenced people. So let's talk about where we're going to go next, uh, the next song in your music.
1: Yeah, so as I mentioned, I released the the alternate version on my new single, Artist's Prayer, which is a really interesting song and story in and of itself. Um, I mentioned earlier that I collect and I recommend anyone who's a writer, and they, and you probably already do if you're doing this, but if, for those that are starting out, you know, save all of your little thoughts, save all of your things in, in a binder, and you never know when you're going to look for something. I don't remember exactly what I was working on, but I needed a line, I needed something, and I was going through my folio, a very thick folio of of lyrics and ideas and thoughts. And I came across something that I had written in 1993 and I was reading through this, this prayer and I'm like, damn, this is actually good. The lyrics are, it's done, but it doesn't have any music to it. And so I was sitting down and I was just playing at my piano and I came up pretty quickly with a groove and the lyrics just fit. Um, and it really is a, um, an ode to that thing that all creative people do when you sit and you stare at a keyboard uh, when you're looking at a blank canvas as a painter uh, you're looking at a blank screen as an author uh, or uh, an empty stage as a dancer you know you you really dig into your soul and, and ask you know Give me something to say, right? Uh, you know, fill me with something. Uh, and as we we're talking about earlier, you know, uh, because I know I can change the world. You know, I want it to be something important. I I want to see the world through an artist's eye. You know, which is. You know, art is designed to show you reality, but from a different perspective, to maybe open you up to seeing things a different way, and that's very important to how I write my music and choose my lyrics. I always want to show uh, the world from a different facet, uh, a different angle, uh, and that's really what this is: is a prayer to source, to universe, to God. Pick your your word to give me something to say. Give me a chance to bring something of value. And again, in typical Paul David style, it's layered with you know thick, thick vocals. I went with a uh, there's a couple different versions that I played through but mm-hmm. when I was working with Alex my guitar player we talked about a really um, consistent almost chant like drone so the guitar part comes at the end and it's and it's slow it's like 80 40 50 beats a minute I oh, wow. haven't looked in a while but it's it's slow. But it, it has a lot of undercurrent rhythm and there's a lot of texture and things, but it has that drone that just that meditation. Hmm. And, you know, those of us on a spiritual path know that that meditation, that repetition helps put you and open up your, your theta waves, your delta waves and get you uh, out of your head and can open you up to new things. And as an artist, that's the space we create. So that was a conscious choice in how I um, structured the song. Layered with these back to my jazzy nine and six and nine chords, uh, seven chords. You know they're they're just these thick layers of color and sound. And then it it doesn't really have a chorus actually. Uh, this is just verse upon verse, and then it breaks into the what I call the bridge um, as the notes drip from my lips into a pool of sweet sound. What a cool lyric, you know. The pool overfills the hollows, to the cup of my soul where all my sins are drowned. You know this is my forgiveness, and then it goes out to the world. You know that is just uh, I love the lyrics. I love the texture and color and thickness that's in that part of the song, um, it just was a really fun thing to do, really uh, meaningful, powerful, uh, with the intent of helping explain to the world what we as artists go through in that creative process. You know, it's
0: interesting when you talk about how it's layered with no chorus, you know, just lyric upon lyric, it's exactly mm-hmm. like a psalm when you think about it. It's yep. very, you know, I, I, I don't know all the psalms, but it's very rare that you have, quote, a chorus. You know, we plug choruses in the mo- modern day uh, language, but it's it's verse upon verse. So that's really interesting how scripturally it plays into it, at least in my humble opinion.
1: <laughs> I agree. And, and I, don't, I don't think you notice that there isn't a chorus. Right. I mean, you know, it, the chorus becomes the, um, oh, I'm praying for you. Oh, I'm singing for you. Oh, I'm painting for you. Oh, I'm dancing for mm-hmm. you. That's how each verse starts. and um, really has that, you know, that's the hook that will get you in that's the part that like a chorus is that repetition that makes us feel like we're home that we're you know now we know where we're at and so that's the hook that brings you in um to each of the little sections and it goes through all the different arts i think i touch upon everything uh (laughs) great a little bit yeah all
0: right so let's let uh let the audience listen to artist prayer we'll be right back after the song everybody check it out
2: Singing for you
0: Everybody, we're back with Paul David I'm telling you, what a plethora And I actually said plethora without a P-pop on my microphone, <laughs> I hope Of information and eclectic, really eclectic music And I, I say that with love in, in a good way And great background on how you put it together I think I, this, this is really going to provide the People who are listening to this podcast With some new creative ideas You know, which which I think is great so let me. I love that you yeah. use the
1: word eclectic. I, I really do. I just oh, okay. want to just jump in and say, you know, that's part of it. If you listen, if you think about your playlist at home, you've got every kind of music. You know, and as a musician, I play all kinds of music. And so I strive for never having my stuff sound the same. Right. There's a link to it. You can hear the colors that are the same, the vocal, you know, the layering of vocals, but I want it to be eclectic. That's that's right, part of what I really good. want to do. So All right, thank you said for it. I said that. a
0: nice thing. Thank you. <laughs> you did. So tell me, what... Good for you. <laughs> what, what what does the future hold? What direction are you going in? What do you have coming up?
1: So uh, in the near future, I'm actually drumming for a show here in Minnesota uh, by a company called Minneapolis Musical Theater called Striking 12. Uh, it's a very fun show. Uh, about uh, a take on Little Match Girl. Hmm. Uh, and I, I get a singing drummer part. Ooh. I have actually a solo called uh, Gotta Give the Drummer Some, which is just an amazing, I mean, I sing, I drum, I don't usually get to do the same thing at the same time. So I'm super thrilled with that. Well, let, let me ask um, you, how a did you weasel
0: that into the program or is that part of the program?
1: It's part oh, of the okay. show. They reached out All to right. me, Because you be know, fair, when a drummer steps up and says, uh,
0: hey, I got an idea, usually that's the last time the drummer is playing in that particular group.
1: <laughs> Correct. Exactly. Yeah. No, this is a. actually this company I've probably played. Uh, I had the number at some point. I played like 30 different oh, shows great. with them over the last 12, 13 years. Um, it's where I, the great American trailer park that I mentioned earlier was, was part of, uh, that, that same theater company. Um, they do lesser known shows specifically. So it's going to be really, really nice. fun. I'm also, uh, working on a couple of tunes. I mentioned affirmation. Um, I'm working on the mix for that. I actually recorded that over a year ago, uh, but at the time wasn't right to quite release it yet. I think it's one of the most positive songs in the entire world. Uh, and I'm just waiting for the right time. i still tweaking the mix uh, and then going back and looking at parts of it and re-recording uh, because the time isn't quite right. Uh, my next real recording project is uh, going to be a big band song. The clean version would be I've Got to Unwind Myself, okay. which talks a lot about um, – un- you know I learned things uh, when I was younger and I somehow messed up those lessons in as I got to be an adult and now I need to go back to that mindset, not being a kid again, but um being free of the uh baggage that i put on myself free of the baggage of self-esteem um free and, and open in my my sexuality mm. free and understanding that i gotta care about only the things that really matter instead of all the bullshit in my life which is actually a line uh you know so I, i'm working on now, wait, that wait, a second, well. wait a second
0: wait a second wait a second you said that was yeah. the clean version all right what's 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 the yeah, other it, version
1: the actual title has got to unfuck myself. I love it. So, all right, yeah, it's all now about. Now I gotta. Now you know, I gotta check. I gotta it. check
0: the explicit box when I put this up on things. So.
1: <laughs> you asked. <laughs> I think. Uh, come on, it's all about forgiveness, unity, <laughs> courage, and kindness. If you know what I mean, that kind
0: of sums up so, the word, doesn't yeah.
1: it? <laughs> it sure does.
0: That's great, man. I, I, I don't mean to cut you off. So, did we cover everything that that you've got? It sounds like you, you got yeah, a lot that, on your list. Uh, which is great. Um, I, I really want to tell you. I really want to thank you uh, for your time. I tell you, every episode I do, I feel like I'm, uh, I'm the beneficiary, and I get enriched by the artists that uh, that uh, are sent my way from somebody. So uh, I really thank it. And I end my uh, I end my podcast this way. But before I end the the podcast, I just want to remind. Uh, Everyone is listening. We have a listener line. It's 631-800-3579. You can leave your comments about any episode. We'd really like to get your feedback. And if you got something from this program, please share it with us. That way, as we move forward with more episodes, I can put a mindset to say, hey, this is what uh, the listeners want to hear about. Please share, rate, and comment on on the program. And uh, uh, I, I do get a lot of feedback. People really enjoy the program. So putting that commercial aside, um, and I do thank you for your time, and a good friend Bob told me a long time ago, it struck with stuck me, and st- struck me, struck me, that, you know what, we can account for what we own, what we have in the bank. We can never account for how much time we have on this earth, and Paul David, the fact that you gave me a lot of your time today, and, and you were very open and shared your heart with me uh, is... Uh, is a gift, so I uh, thank you for being here. Oh,
1: Steve, my pleasure to do so. Thank you for providing this platform. Thank you for being here. It's been my pleasure to spend this time. All right, with you. I look
0: to to have you back uh, next year, and, and we can follow up and see uh, the more eclectic things that you're bringing uh, to the world to help you. Absolutely. All right, brother. Until next <laughs> time, we'll see you. Be well, everybody. Take care. Thank you for joining us today. I appreciate the time you spent with us. Please subscribe and comment and visit us at GigDestiny.com. Till next time, be generous with your joy, keep your spirits high, and let the music take you on a journey. Be well. Peace. Thanks so much for listening. Please rate, review, and comment on the show. We really love to hear from you. And call our listener line at 631-800-3579. Again, thanks so much. Be well.